Welcome to the Plexus Presidential Podcast Series. We are excited to have Dr. Matthew Giordano, President of Villa Maria College, as our guest. Well, I'll tell you, I always love to start off with your journey. Um, who, who are the mentors that really helped shape your path to the presidency? Yeah, you know, it's an interesting question. I wouldn't say that I'm somebody who's had a lot of clearly identifiable mentors professionally. Like I, I, I don't have a lot of people I can point to who were higher ed, senior higher ed administrators who kind of took me under their wing. Now, there's one in particular, you know, who does fit uh, that um, in that box. And that's our former president here at Villa Maria College. I was the vice president for academic affairs and our former president, sister Marcella Marie Garris, uh, had been, by the time she retired, she had been the president here for 40 years. So she had oh, wow. one of the longest tenures in recent American uh, higher education history. So, of course, I clearly learned a lot from her just in my day-to-day -day interactions with her. And when it became uh, clear that as she was retiring, that I was likely going to be the person stepping in, at least on an interim basis, um, you know, we spent a lot of time together and she was very helpful to me. But I would say more so the the people I've learned from have been people I've interacted with as part of my personal and professional life. And I've learned by their examples. So there's another president who's uh, about to retire. Uh, I just had lunch with her the other day, uh, Dr. Kate Conway Turner, who is the outgoing president at Buffalo State University. And I've had the great opportunity just to be around her in, in lots of different um, uh, settings. And I, I just have admired her so much in the way she presents herself, the way she carries herself, the authenticity that she displays. And I think those kinds of people, those kinds of leaders who um, are clear about what they do, what they're trying to accomplish, and who are don't really have pretension about them. Those are the kinds of leaders I've always been drawn to. Again, some of them are like in pop culture and people in our political um, uh, or American uh, politics. Others are just people in my personal life uh, who have shown me that uh, what really matters is, you know, how you treat other people and yeah. um, what you're trying to do to, to help other people. And it's not about you. So I've always been drawn to like, people who exhibit a lot of humility uh, and who have the the courage and the capacity to try to do something to empower others. Absolutely. So what are the two top initiatives that you're focused on day to day? Well, right now for Villa, so a little bit about where I am right now. Villa Maria College is a uh, Catholic college in Buffalo, New York. We are a ministry of the Felician Sisters of North America. So we have two sister colleges. One is Madonna University outside mm -hmm. of Detroit, and one is Felician University in New Jersey, right outside of New York City. And for us, we're a very young college. We're only uh, about 63 years old, mm -hmm. and we're in a very saturated higher ed market. There are a lot of colleges, public and private, in Western New York. So for me, ever since I became president, almost five years ago now, one of my main uh, objectives has been to really um, 
improve our profile in the community and to let people know a lot more about who we are and what we do and what our brand is. That means both prospective students and also just the community at large. Uh, we've kind of flown under the radar for a long time and we've done some really amazing things here at Villa, but not enough people have known about them. So that's been definitely, you know, one of my, my primary objectives. It's just been to integrate us more into the life of, of our community and get people to understand more what we do. So I spend a lot of my time doing tours with people on campus and just walking them around and, and uh, opening our doors to, to bring in um, as many people as we can to get to know us. I, I think probably the other thing is really focusing on our value proposition. I think that's my other main objective. Um, you know, as anyone listening to this knows, uh, we're under a lot of pressure right now. And again, particularly here in Western New York as a private yeah. college and in a really saturated higher ed market, we're under a lot of pressure to justify um, and to explain what our value proposition is to prospective students and their families. And so that has meant we've had to do a lot of internal soul searching and uh, really refine how we think about that and, and talk about um, that. And uh, I, I think, you know, those things are very interrelated. And so much as a president of what you do is extremely, you know, it's the big picture. You're being, everything's interrelated, integrated, and very comprehensive. But I would say if I had to identify two things that are my primary objectives, those would be uh, the two. Well, and you had mentioned, you know, how how competitive the market is. I mean, many would say it's it's pretty saturated, you know, in the Northeast and and really across across the country. Um, so, what are the ways that uh, Villa Maria differentiates? You know, what are what are those key elements as far as I'm sure you deal with schools where you see cross apps, there's competitors. Um, I would imagine publics, maybe community colleges, maybe maybe from that perceived affordability standpoint. But how did do, how does Villa Maria compete? You know, how, how do you differentiate? Yeah, you know, we think about that every single day, all day long. Everything we're doing is really <laughs> to answer that question. Um I think there are a few things that I inherited that are key for us. We are, we're a unique college. We're a private Catholic college that is also a commuter college. Uh, and there are not, you know, a lot of those around. We do not have dorms on campus. We are, so we're very, very local in, in our appeal. Uh, about 85% of our students come from the county we're in, Erie County. So very local. Uh, and we also have this unique niche of uh, art and design programs. We have other programs, too, that are great, but a lot of what people know us for are, are kind of high-tech creative arts programs, things like animation and game design um, and uh, graphic design, digital filmmaking, those kinds of things, uh, and other design programs, interior design, um, uh, digital media and communications, uh, music industry. So we've had this niche for a while in, in that space where a lot of our competitors locally have really chosen to focus primarily on healthcare and also on um, 
business and on uh, finance, accounting. So we've we've kind of stood out for those reasons. Now, those are very helpful for us, but we obviously have to do a lot more because there are plenty of other colleges around here who kind of encroach on our programmatic territory a little bit. So one of the things that we've really uh, been very intentional about going back 10 years at least has been uh, trying to be the innovator vocally when it comes to student uh, success and support initiatives. Our student body, Buffalo is a, is, has a high concentration of poverty. We are partners with Say Yes Buffalo, which is a promise program uh, and has been uh, very successful in helping to increase graduation rates and uh, college uh, going among uh, city residents here in Buffalo. But that means that we get a lot of students who are low-income students, a lot of first-generation students, a lot of students from underrepresented groups. We're the most diverse private college here in Buffalo with about 35% of our students uh, being African-American, another 15 to 20% identifying as something other than Caucasian, so BIPOC. Um, so we, with, we, we, we embrace that and love that, and, and we are very uh, clear-eyed about what we have to do in order to help students who are first-generation or coming from underrepresented groups or who do not have the resources uh, what we have to do to remove obstacles and help them be successful. So we've been the we were the first college here locally to we eliminated our bookstore completely. We turned it into a state of the art digital media and arts uh, lab, and we provide books and our art supplies to our students as part of tuition. We eliminated eliminated our pre college courses many years ago and went to a supplemental instruction model. Um, we have a very very kind of intrusive advising uh, and uh, mental health support system for our students. So our faculty and staff, as soon as they see that there might be an issue with the student, we have a whole system that we have in place to intervene and try to help them. Uh, and we have a program, the only one like it here in Western New York, that is specifically for students with learning differences, mm -hmm. uh, mostly autism, ADHD, dyslexia, so we we really felt like because of our culture, because of the mission and the values of our institution, that we could create a, an atmosphere and an environment and a culture of support and, and um, nurture that would be unrivaled in Western New York. And we feel very good that we've been able to accomplish uh, that. And our students and our families who are interested in coming to Villa you know, that's often what draws them, the, the academic program. And then once they get here, the, the culture uh, and the support systems that we have in place. So that's been one way in which we've stood out. However, I would say, you know, over the last five years, a lot of other colleges have been kind of engaged in similar work. And so they're doing a number of the things that we felt like we were kind of pushing the envelope on uh, in those first five years. So where we're really going now is to build off of that and to say, you know, once you're here and we remove these barriers and you're being more successful, um, we've got to now focus on making sure that once you leave, that's going to continue. And so we're focusing very heavily on uh, our post-graduation uh, career outcomes and our partnerships with local businesses.
Well, and, and I mean, you said, <clears throat> in my estimation, you said many things that really differentiate Villa Maria. And let, so let's start. I, I have several questions that I, I want to tie into what, what you had just spoke about. And I really appreciate that because, um, you know, when we talk about and maybe we could start with that career path. Right. So whether it be digital design or digital media, music industry, again, really, you know, um, programs that differentiate, you know, and programs that really can, um, you know, put students on a unique path that maybe other schools don't provide or maybe don't go as as deep as Villa Maria does. So what type of business relationships have you formed to, to really ensure that students uh, are career ready, you know, not just for that first job, but for, for future jobs and really a, a career. Yeah. And some of our programs, we have a long track record of success at doing this. So interior design is a program that, that jumps out. It was the going back in Villa's history originally for, for the first few decades, Villa was uh, only granted associate degrees. Interior design was the first program to go four years. And, um, there has been a very strong relationship between our program faculty and the local architectural and design community. And so our faculty have done an extremely uh, impressive job of building up those relationships, having a strong advisory council, um, uh, bringing professionals into the classroom at every opportunity, uh, integrating student projects and student work with what's going on in the local uh, architecture and development and design communities. And as a result, our students have, uh, our, our alum have done extremely well. They have, you know, they're often, they get great internships. Every program at Villa has an internship. Almost all of the programs, it's a required internship. There are a couple where it's uh, it's voluntary, but for the most part, it's a required internship. So our students have had great internship experiences and have been able to, to build the, the bridges uh, directly into successful careers. Another program that I didn't mention where we've had uh, a history of success has been our two-year physical therapist assistant program. Mm -hmm. And that has been really the, um, the, the best locally, the best PTA program locally. We have, again, really great uh, faculty who have developed strong partnerships with clinical sites and with local rehab facilities and outpatient care clinics and hospitals. And uh, our students perform exceptionally well on the licensing exams that they have to take and then are getting good paying jobs to, uh, immediately after. But I will say that is not those examples, and I have others too in other programs, that I can't say that's been true of all of our programs. And so we've really, again, this is a major area of focus for us. And I think the timing right now is really key for a few reasons. One, of course, is just the larger narrative in higher ed uh, and in our country about is, is the degree worth it? And is, are there enough opportunities for students once they graduate to get right into uh, into their chosen careers. Another, you know, issue, of course, that we're dealing with is that there are a lot of industries locally and nationally where they just can't find people, and those don't always align very well with the kinds of majors that higher ed traditionally has um, 
has offered. I think here in Buffalo, you know, Buffalo has been going through a resurgence for the last seven or eight years where we were a Rust Belt city that um, really most people felt like its best days were behind us. But there has been a lot of effort uh, by elected officials, by community members to turn that narrative around. And so there's been a number of fields that uh, industries that have been growing here. There have been more industries coming here. It's still an uphill climb, but the the story has been has been changing. And what we see is that there's this kind of moment we're in where if we don't make the most of this opportunity and we don't have the right workforce to take advantage of these new businesses and industries that are starting here, it's going to fall apart very quickly. And the reality is that the the in terms of our population and our demographics, yeah. that workforce is going to have to be the most diverse workforce that you know Buffalo has ever had in its history. And it's going to have to be a lot of students coming out of our Buffalo public schools um, and people who are from Buffalo and who are going to stay in Buffalo. And so, again, a lot of the students we we uh, have the ability to serve here at Villa, they aren't necessarily coming from um, families where they've had a chance to network with, yeah. you know, the, the people who are going to be able to employ them down the road. So it's on us to make those things happen. So what we're really trying to work hard on is to create the partnerships with the industries and then also going back into the high schools and to say, here's a pipeline, here's a pathway. Uh, you're gonna get introduced to this. The business is gonna be um, uh, part of this from the very beginning. You're gonna get introduced to these career opportunities at a young age. We're going to show you a clear path and it's going to be supported all, all the way through into a program here at Villa. And then once you get through that program and you're going to have opportunities while you're at Villa to intern, to apprentice, to have people from that business come and, and speak and to serve as mentors. And then once you get into the company, if that's where you end up going, we're still going to try to support you through that transition. I think it's there are there are a lot of people here who understand it's going to take that kind of commitment mm -hmm. in order for this to really work. Um, there's a big apprenticeship program that's going on right now in Buffalo that say yes, Buffalo has started, and we're really excited about that. We're going to be a partner in that, and I think that that's what it's going to take. These really, really firm partnerships between industry and education, and and I mean K through college uh, degree attainment education in order to uh, really make sure our students are aligned in the best way possible with the opportunities that are here in Western New York so that the whole economy can can really grow. Well, and I'll tell you, I love hearing that because one of the challenges that I often hear is being able to expand your brand, right? I mean, Villa Maria, as, as you have uh, described, has a lot to offer a lot of differentiators, but again, just in my estimation and just generally speaking, oftentimes institutions uh, like Villa Maria 
it, part of it's about getting that word out there. Hey, we have a lot to offer, but, but who knows about us? Yeah. And so that ability to get in front of K-12 and, and businesses and, and, and line up uh, the, the opportunities. And so do you have, well, I guess let's talk about affordability. Sure. And maybe that ties into dual enrollment, getting credits in high school. But you know, how does that come into play, especially being a private institution? How do you how do you make it affordable for students and parents? Yeah, it's a challenge. There's no doubt about it. I mean, our scale is small. We're five to six hundred students. So to be able to offer everything that we want to offer and make it uh, financially feasible is very, very tricky um, for affordability. You know, we are obviously, as a private college, uh, we're in that game of really monitoring our discount rate and being clear about what kind of net tuition revenue are we trying to, to achieve? And at the same time, how do we balance that with uh, making sure that we attract enough students and that we're able to serve as many students as we can um, for whom a private uh, college tuition can seem insurmountable. So we are on the lower end, certainly locally, when it comes to our sticker price. We are, when you, you take into the true cost, we're still on, on the low end locally. But for a lot of families, and, and this cuts across, it doesn't matter if you're talking about a student coming from a very low income family or a student coming from a family that has much more means. Even so, whatever that, that number ends up being after institutional aid, it can, it's still a lot. And it, and it can seem um, like it's the, the cost itself is going to price uh, private colleges out of the equation for these, these students and for their families. So we work with them very hard individually to make sure that um, we're, understanding their situation to the best of our ability and that we are offering them everything that we can um, responsibly to, to give them the opportunity to come here. We also, again, have take, done uh, uh, instituted a number of initiatives to try to decrease costs for them. So the books thing was a big deal. Um, I don't probably have to elaborate on why it's a big deal uh, to this audience, but it was something that we just saw as like, we can't be serious about accessibility and affordability and student support if we don't do something about books. And, and for us, art supplies, art supplies cost a lot of money. So the our faculty were just incredible about when we came to them and said, we'd like to explore this option uh, of providing books and supplies to our students, it's going to mean you're going to have less choice in the the textbooks that you assign. And they were there; they buy into our mission completely, and they know who our students are. So they were totally on board, and we were able to do it very, very quickly. Um, we've you know we've taken on transportation, uh, and we were able to get. It took us a while, but we were able to, to get a bus stop here on campus, which was a big deal for us and for our, our students. We have a, a partnership with Lyft that we've been uh, piloting this year where we're giving our students a certain amount of money every month that they can use for Lyft rides to and from campus. And that's been really, really helpful and successful. Again, trying to bring down those, those transportation costs. 
we have a food pantry. We've had a food pantry on campus since the 80s. Um, so there's there's a lot that we're doing to try to support our students, to remove barriers, and to reduce the cost of education. Even something as simple as on Fridays, we have almost no classes here on campus because we know our students have to work. Our almost all of our students are, are working while they're going to school. And if we create schedules where it makes it very difficult for them to work, or they can only work at night, and then they're not getting nearly enough sleep in order to come back to, to classes the next morning, we know they're not going to be successful. So um, there's a lot that goes into that question, and there's a lot that we talk about with our families. Um, certainly then on, on our end, you know, we're, we're working to ramp up our fundraising as much as we can to help provide more scholarship dollars so that, again, we can compete with the local, primarily public institutions where the cost is much, much lower. Well, and, and I mean, I, you know, I, I think it's very rare that students and parents pay the sticker price, right? And I think once they really understand what, what comes with that price, you know, and you had just alluded to, and that in this case, art supplies and books and flexibilities on Friday, and so um, maybe we talk a little bit about that because, I, you know, I think when you look at a private institution, I know you had mentioned many of the stu students are commuters, but, you know, you have roughly 500 students and you had talked a lot about, about culture. And in my estimation, I, I think there's a difference between uh, the, the environment and the feeling of belonging at an institution like Villa Maria as, com as compared to a public. And again, I don't think it's neither right or wrong. I think it's just different. And so can you talk a little bit about, you know, how important culture is and a feeling of belonging for the students? Man, I think it's like right up there is like the most important thing for us. I mean, it has to be. So I, I would say, you know, for, I've been here for a long time. I started as a faculty member here. Um, and I, I think we sold ourselves short for many years because our pitch essentially was, well, we're small. And we would constantly compare ourselves to the University of Buffalo, which, you know, has 35,000 students or whatever the number is. And, and that's not a fair comparison. Um, and so we would say, well, you go to UB, you're a number, you come here and, you know, we're small, we get to know you, that kind of thing. And I think a lot of what we've done over the last 10 years has been to say like, okay, small, Small is good for our students. Like, there's no doubt that it's part of the appeal for many of our students. But you can't just rely on saying, well, we're small and we get to know our students because every private college that is under a certain number of students yeah. is saying the exact same thing. So here in town, we've got Trocare and Hilbert and Canisius and DeUville and Damon. They all say we're small. And, you know, you, so you're going to get to know your faculty and the faculty are going to get to know you. So I think that by focusing on culture um, and we've had campaigns that are specifically about our culture. We we had this create the culture campaign that was totally internal. Um, several years ago, we started this thing called the Villa Way, where we identify, you know, the behaviors and attitudes that we expect out of ourselves and of our students by focusing very specifically on culture um, 
and and for us it stems directly from our mission and our values as a Felician institution. I think we've been able to create a community where I hear it over and over again, and it's not prompted, where people will say to me, I could feel it the second I walked through the front doors of the building. I could feel what this place is about. I could feel um, the sense of who you are. I could feel how welcoming it is. And that, when I hear that, that to me is just a, a major uh, affirmation of everything that we've been trying to do. And we hear it from prospective students. We hear it from current students. We hear it from community members. I'm sure there are people out there who would disagree or who don't feel it the second they walk onto campus, but we we hear it frequently enough where, you know, qualitatively, we know we're, we're doing something right. And, but it's been with a lot of hard work. We've, we've, yeah. um, spent a lot of time trying to make sure that our faculty and staff feel empowered, that they um, feel like they contribute and that they're part of everything that goes on here, that our students feel empowered, that they feel like this is a, a home, um, that they feel like this is a place where they belong. Uh, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot that we need to improve upon. But I think culture in the end, you know, I'll, I'll use a quote that I like to to reference. So I, I'm a big deadhead, um, have been my whole life. So Jerry Garcia once said about the Grateful Dead, the Grateful Dead is like black licorice. There's there's a lot of people who don't like black licorice, but the people who like black licorice love black licorice. And that's <laughs> how I think about Villa Maria College. Like, they're, we're not the right fit for lots of students. There are a lot of students out there for whom this is not the right place. But the ones for whom we are the right fit, it it, it couldn't be a better fit. And they love it here. And, and that is intentional. And so we work really, really hard at making sure that, 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 um, that that's the case for them. Well, I'll tell you, and I, and I think a big part of, um, you know, whether you want to call it soft selling, whether you want want to call it impressing upon parents and students, hey, here's why you you should consider uh, consider the institution. You know, I think a big part of it is what you're saying. It's storytelling, right? And it's it's talking about here's here's what's real. And so I would imagine, you know, when you're looking at fundraising, that's a it's a big part of it. Or even when you tap into the to the to the alumni and making sure that they can speak, hey, I've I've been here, I've graduated, I've lived it. And so are you engaging, and I guess, how are you engaging alumni today? Yeah, you know, and I'll be honest with you. It's been uh, another one of those things where, like, we were behind the eight ball for a long time. Part of that was because, you know, we were a two-year college for many years. Um, and so the students often graduated and then transferred into a four-year institution. And so it, it was um, harder for us uh, sometimes to have that sense of connection with them because they were only here for a couple of years. And a lot of times they felt a little stronger about where they ended up going. Um, but in the last 15 years or so, we've been able, I think, to um, begin to, to turn that tide. And we've certainly been focusing on it more uh, recently. So for us, again, it's a lot of it's welcoming, welcoming them back. Um, there's nothing that 
that works better for us than having people here on campus. Like we can put up all the billboards, do all the social media posts that we want, but it's getting them onto campus. So um, we we work hard to try to find ways to, to engage with our alum, to bring them back here. We just had an alum who gave a great talk uh, uh, a few days ago to students and faculty and staff about his journey. And as you said, it's storytelling. When we when they're able to talk about their journey and to talk about Villa's role in uh, their successes and and even you know in their challenges and the obstacles that they faced in their lives, um, it just is it, it's incredibly powerful. So, you know, we've got little initiatives that we do like every month or so. I go to um, a place where an alumni is working. And I spend some time just to to sit down with not just the alum, but also maybe it's a small company and it's the owner of the company, or maybe it's a supervisor that the alum is working with, or some of the their colleagues. And we just we just talk about again what was Villa's role and how could we do our jobs even better. Like now that you're you've been doing this for ten years or whatever it is, you know what do you wish you had learned back in college that would have prepared you even better, or how can we serve our current students in a way that more accurately reflects what's going on in your industry today. Um, we uh, uh, have spent time recently with some campus renovations that have been significant to central places on our campus, uh, bringing alumni back. And again, what we get a lot of is like, well, this was this was home. This this was my home for whatever many years. And they're so happy to see the, the continued transformation of the campus. So there are, um, I don't think we're the type of college, I'll just be blunt. I don't think we're the type of college where we're going to have that deep, deep affinity where we can just like, we, we're going to have that strong, you know, alumni association we're going to have booster clubs for our sports teams made up of alum. It, athletics is not the draw for us that it is for other uh, colleges when it comes to engagement. So for, we have to find really creative ways to do it. And it, most of the time, it's going to come down to the personal relationships between the faculty member and the alum. And they're the ones who, who are going to be able to um, kind of tap into those relationships and and keep them engaged and bring them back. Uh, where do you see Villa Maria in five years? Well, I think we're at a really pivotal point in our uh, college's evolution. I think we're going to to grow. I and I say that I know the naysayers would say, "What are you talking about? The demographic cliff and all the competition here in Buffalo and." Um, you know, the populations increased a little bit in Western New York, but not much. But I do think we're going to grow because I think we're just tapping uh, into our potential. We're just scratching the surface of what we can do. So I think we're going to have um, more students. I think we're going to have much tighter uh, partnerships and relationships with local businesses that are going to be key to that growth and evolution. I think we're going to have some graduate programs. They'll be our first graduate programs. Uh, I think we're going to have uh, updated facilities that are going to be really key. And our vision 
is to be um, a leader in creating a more prosperous and equitable Buffalo. And I, I think people will see us as that. They're going to say Villa is one of those leaders that's helped this uh, bring about this continued resurgence. For us, that's uh, in, in two ways primarily that we want to do that. One is uh, the, these career pathways that we're that we talked about and um, that are where we're specifically focusing on uh, underrepresented groups. So we're going to do some innovative and unique things to make sure that we have very clear pathways for those students uh, and for uh, our alum into great careers. And the other way is that we, we want to be the hub of the uh, high-tech creative economy in Western New York. So if people are thinking about anything related to film or animation or design or uh, gaming or music, they think Villa Maria College right off the bat. Uh, we're not quite there yet, but I think we've got some things in the in the works that are going to get us there. Well, excellent. Well, President Matt Giordano of Villa Maria College, thank you so much for your time today. We've learned a lot. Really appreciate it. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you for joining the Plexus Presidential Podcast Series. For more information on the series, please visit us at plexus.com forward slash solutions. Thank you.